Welcome to Phoenix Rising. I am your host, Kaylee Montoya Houston. I am a certified personal trainer and online nutrition coach. I will be joined by my co-host, Julie Montoya Houston. This show will cover all aspects of fitness, including nutrition, exercise, and mindset to help you reach your goals at any stage of your journey. We will bring you science-based information to help you take charge of your fitness goals and give you the power to rise like a phoenix. Welcome back to Phoenix Rising, everyone. It's great to be back. Episode 28. 28. 28. This is crazy and all, how all this started. But um, if you follow me on uh, Facebook, um, I've started a, a new group on there and we cover live trainings every week. And this week's live training was actually over reverse dieting. So I really wanted to dive in deeper with Julie's help and explain a little bit about reverse dieting who should implement reverse dieting, and just the ins and outs of it all. Okay, let's do it then. Okay, um, I guess first off, um, what the hell is reverse dieting? Yeah, Anyways. what the hell is it? <laughs> what the hell is it, Coach Kaylee? <laughs> I do believe that this is something that every woman can benefit from, and I don't think it gets used enough. I mean, we're all dieting and restricting calories at all time and told we need to do this. But reverse dieting is exactly what it sounds like. It's the exact opposite of dieting and restricting calories. But it's the process of finding your new maintenance and bringing your calories back up to maintenance, which maintenance is just the calories you eat to withstand or withstand the amount of body Sus weight. Sustain. Sustain, not withstand. <laughs> what does that even mean, withstain? I don't know that it means anything. I think it's a made up word. I just made it up. Yeah, well, Kaylee, speaking Kaylee's language today. Yep. yep, so, sorry guys. But basically, so maintenance calories are just the calories you need to eat to keep the same body weight that you're at. And I think we could all benefit greatly from not being in a calorie deficit for long periods of time. Yeah, I mean, so, and that's what you, I think what you also should kind of allude to is, you know, and, and you might be, I don't know mm -hmm. what your notes say, is like, who should reverse diet? When should you reverse diet? And yes. kind of let them know. Because I, I don't, depending on where they are in our podcast, I mean, they may not be caught up with all of the episodes. But right. this might be the first one you guys are listening to. And if so, I apologize already for my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Phoenix Rising. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, you'll I mean, get used to it. It's important for them to know what it is, who should do it, why they're doing it. How, what it does for them, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I think you should go ahead and dive in. Okay. I, I mean, and keep it obviously dive into the science behind it, but keep it elementary science so that our right. followers, if they are coming in fresh, they okay. can, they yeah. can keep up. Yeah. We don't want to overwhelm anybody. The point of this podcast is to simplify nutrition and fitness for the everyday person who are struggling Common folk. Exactly, because there's so many misleading and contradicting information out there. So what we're doing is trying to let you guys know that we're someone you can trust with information, and we're just we are using science, of course, but we're we don't just, sound like it. No, we, of you course don't. Not. You don't. You don't want us to write <laughs> anything for you because our Definitely. vocabulary is horrible. All right, but we want to make it where you can understand it and actually implement it, and not be overwhelmed by what you're hearing. So we're trying to kind of break it down for you so you can take it and run with it yourself and not have to rely on somebody else. Right. Okay. So the person that should use and implement reverse dieting is somebody who has 
been in a diet for a very long time, whether it is one diet for a long period of time or multiple diets over a long period of time. So I guess what I'm trying to explain here is most women that come to me have been dieting on and off for five or 10 years where they will lose 20 pounds and gain 20 pounds back, lose it again, gain it back, back and forth, kind of like this yo-yo dieting process. Mm -hmm. And when they come to me, they are in a place where what they used to do no longer works. Like I used to just be able to get rid of this and this and restrict my calories and I could instantly lose that 15 pounds and keep it off for a while. And now when they try to do that same thing, their body has is no longer responding to them. And which that tells me is that their body has become metabolically adapted. So right. this is another thing that we usually cover. But basically what that means is that your body is has become used to the low amount of calories that you're giving it. So let's say your normal maintenance and normal is in quotation marks because everybody's normal is going to be completely individual. But let's say your normal maintenance is 2000 calories, yet you've restricted for so long down at like 12 or 1300 calories. Now that's your new maintenance. So anytime you eat just slightly above 1200 calories, your body's seeing that as a calorie surplus and you're going to gain and hold body fat. So the way to, to increase your maintenance again back up closer to 2000 is to take your body through a reverse diet so that way you can get your body used to eating a normal easy amount of food that you don't have to severely restrict all the time and that way you can prime and prepare your metabolism to go through another diet in the future if you need right and so to put this in more of a visual yeah so let's say you have a campfire okay and that campfire is your metabolism Okay, so here's your visual for people. So you're eating 2,000 calories, and that fire is burning steady. Yep. It's a steady burn. It's good. It's putting out a lot of heat, and that's your metabolism at 2,000 calories. Okay? Yep. You start cutting down on the amount of firewood, a.k.a. calories you put in, your fire is going to go down. And so if you continuously keep a lesser amount of wood and keep putting smaller amounts of wood and slowly aka calories you're putting in 1200 now eventually you're not going to have a big fire anymore you're going to have a small fire yeah so you're so, like a smolder <laughs> yeah so your your metabolism is slowly burning less like the campfire yeah. so then the goal is just like the campfire if you want to build that campfire back up and have it spit out more heat you've got to add more calories back in so you've got to add more wood to the fire so kaylee's going to teach you how to add the right amount of wood to your fire to keep that campfire burning. Therefore, you have a slow and steady burn all the time rather than going from a smolder to a raging bonfire. Right. So, because there, there is a fine line. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, that's why I think most people can benefit from this because everybody thinks their metabolism is out of their control, that it just gets slower with age. When there's so much scientific research out there that actually your metabolism, due to age at least, doesn't slow down until your 80s. So the, the reason your metabolism is slowing down is because it's responding to the cues that you're giving it. Whether it be less calories, less movement, things like that, that are all very well in your control. So I just want to give people the awareness that it's up to you. It's, yeah, it, it's not out of your control. Yeah, it's, it's very much fluid. 
uh, kind of like, you know, it, it's not like your your blood type where it's just set when you're born and that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't change. Right. But you very, this is something that can be changed. Yes. And of course, some people do start out some higher than some lower with metabolisms. Like some people, I, we talked about this too, that some people are just more fidgety mm -hmm. than other people where like I talk with my hands and I'm always like bouncing my leg up and down or standing up and down. And that's just my nature to move around like that. And just those little movements burn calories. So those people are going to tend to burn more calories than somebody who is just still most of the day. Now, is it a significant amount? No, but it is still, it is still some. Yeah, it's still, a, it, it will add up over yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, so in the case of prolonged or chronic dieting, severe restriction or large calorie gaps, which form, it can be from anywhere from, um, lack of nutrition and reduced calories or even excess cardio can all cause this gap. But a good range of number that you must reverse diet for is anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks. And this isn't a set number. Um, some people can go shorter. Some people need to go longer. So if you've been dieting for a severe long time, um, you might have to stay in a reverse diet for six plus months, but that's not everybody. So a good average is somewhere around 12 weeks should be the duration that you run a reverse diet in. Now, calculating and finding out your maintenance, um, this is where it can be a little bit more challenging for people is calculating that maintenance. But there are a ton of calculators out there. Um, we use the Harris-Benedict equation mm -hmm. for most of our calculations if you come to us. And these are just baselines just to, to judge things off of because, unfortunately, you're just going to use your age, your height, um, your current weight, and then your daily activity level to calculate this. And most people are going to fall when it comes to activity level anywhere between sedentary and moderate. Unless, per se, you are like a construction worker or somebody who does a very hard-labored manual job. So even if you're, say, working out five days a week, I wouldn't classify that as an excessive amount of movement or exercise when it says. So you would always want to put around moderate at the high level to calculate these calories. And I'm going to put a link to a, to a calculator in the show notes. Awesome. That'll be so good. Yeah. And so when you get that number, that number is going to be your maintenance. And so and, and, and it may be called your TDEE when you do that. Right. Your totally daily energy expenditure. Right. Which is also your basically your maintenance. Yeah. Um, so if you eat at that, that is your maintenance, which means you shouldn't gain body body fat. Now, if you drop it, you're going to should lose weight. If you raise it, you should gain weight. Usually if you do it correctly in the form of muscle. So that's what you're looking at. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but it's important to know that it's also important that if you're a little torn on your on your exercise modifier when you go into this calculator yeah. that you mark it down. If you if you're torn between which two levels you're at, always go with the lowest one yes. rather than the higher one. Yep. It'll give you it closer because um and this is when, like, say I just try, went to help a lady that reached out to me through DMs this week to help calculate her reverse diet afterwards. And for her body weight and her size and her activity level, um, it states that her TDDE was um, at 2600. Now, she had been eating anywhere between 13 and 15. Yeah, you These don't were her jump. calories. 
right? You do want to jump a, a good amount. There's no point in, and this is where it gets controversial. There are some people that think you should bump up slowly, 100 calories per week. I myself am more in the mindset that you do a big jump in the beginning and then slowly work your way up. Because otherwise, if you just bump up 100 calories, you're still eating severely low. So everybody, at least for the most part, if your mindset can handle it, of course, this is where it's going to be individual. And I wish I could give you the exact steps, but this is where uh, it comes down to your mindset and your body. But so say she's eating 1300 on average. Okay, airplane. Sorry. I don't know if you guys can hear that airplane. <laughs> um, so she, she's averaging 1300 calories, yet this calculator gave her the number 2600. I would not jump from 13 to 26. For one, that is going to be extremely hard on her gut to increase calories that fast. But I also wouldn't go to 14. I would I would kind of cut it in half or maybe even a little less, but I would go from 13 and I would try to eat 2000. So that is a quite that's quite a big jump. Now, maybe her mind can't handle this and that scares her because the scale will move. Not because of body fat, but because you're putting more food in your system. You're going to be holding on to more salt. You're going to be holding on to more water because there's going to be a higher carb increase usually when this in this increases the calorie total. So your body will be holding on to more water. So the scale will change at first, but then it should balance itself out. So it's just, yeah. can your mindset be okay with this? Because if you just jump up for a week and get scared and drop back down, you're just going to prolong this journey. So that's why you need to, to pick a number you're comfortable with to help you get in that healthy place. And then, so stay at 2000 for a couple weeks, see if that weight balances out. And then from there, you can jump up more slowly after you do that first initial big jump. Then you can go up to 21 to 22. Hey, guys, I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story on IG or Facebook and tag me on IG at Kaylee Montoya Fitness or on Facebook at Kaylee Montoya Houston, so I can reach out and thank you personally. Also, if you haven't already, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast from. This greatly helps the show grow so we can help more people reach their own health and fitness goals. Do you hear that in your headphones? <laughs> okay, sorry, there's some outside noise going on in our headphones, so I wasn't quite sure what that was. Um, so from the 2000, you can jump up then to like 21 or 22. You hold there for a couple weeks, see how your body responds, see if your weight stays balanced, and you're going to take measurements along with this journey to help you because, yes, your lower belly measurements may increase, but this is due, again, to food volume, not fat gain. And as long as you keep things in check and you're not gaining, like, 10 pounds or something crazy or gaining 5 inches, then it's all just part of the process. And once you get these calories brought back up to your new maintenance and you stay there at least for 12 weeks, then your body will be primed to go through a diet again when you're, you're, it's going to be easier to actually follow through and adhere to a diet and actually see changes. Yeah. And I'm of the mindset that you should only make changes about every two weeks. Like, yes. And what I mean by that is like, it may even take more than two weeks. I mean, if things are still going well, then of course keep going, doing what you're doing just because it's been two weeks. You don't have to make a change, No. but I wouldn't make a change before two weeks. So if you go to jump up in a direction towards your maintenance and it's been a week, 
I would let it ride for at least two weeks. Let your gut line itself out, get adjusted to more food, and then see what happens. But I would I wouldn't change anything before two weeks. No. Yeah. So um some good questions to ask yourself when how do you know that your reverse diet is done? Um, are calories high enough that you could actually drop into a deficit and maintain it consistently? So obviously if you were at 13, you can't really drop any further than that unless you just want to starve yourself every day. So if you get up to 22, 24 and you're comfortable at that, could you drop 300 calories and be okay? More than likely, yes. That's going to be much easier to maintain. Um, is your energy good? Is your sleep, digestion, recovery, strength in the gym? Is all this stuff giving you good signs that you're headed in the right direction? So just think about your mental aspect. Um, how is your relationship with food? Is it still crap or are you struggling with stress, eating bad, or binging on the weekends? Like stuff like this. A lot of times... Uh, when people struggle with the binge restriction, it's usually because you're eating so low calories for so long, you go off on binges that last a couple days and then you just jump back in the opposite direction and start restricting. But if you start feeding your body and fueling your body, you're going to have, you're going to suffer with a lot less of those binge cravings. Yeah. And you have to remember, you know, this is all kind of going back to mindset as well. I mean, yeah, we can give you the science and we can give you the numbers, but you're not a robot. Like you have to have the mindset with it too. And now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Take mindset. What were you saying before that, before I jumped in? With the mindset? What with the binge restrict? Thank you. Yeah. Um, you have to think of food as fuel. You can't, you can't, look at it any other way. You have to simply look at it as you're fueling your body because if you don't look at it that way, you are going to come up with this, you know, unhealthy relationship with food and you're going to get to where you start using your workouts to punish yourself to work off a day that you may have accidentally binged or maybe you enjoyed time out with friends and family and then the next day you punish yourself for it and you absolutely kill your workouts. Killing your workouts is a good thing, but you need to do it because you love yourself and hate yourself. Exactly. And not because you hate yourself for eating a little bit over one day you just have to look at it as extra fuel okay i'm going to use this extra fuel and i'm going to really push hard in my workout but you can't look at it as any other way like otherwise you're going to get to where you're starting to punish yourself for you know living your life basically right. so it's all mindset you just have to look at it as food is fuel yes. that is it you're fueling your workouts you're earning your workout you're not earning your food right. so Right. So once you get to that point and you, you've realized that your reverse diet is done and you still have weight to lose or weight that you want to lose, um, after you've done this for at least, and I'm saying at least because honestly, like I said, I usually, it takes longer, but at least 12 weeks, then your body will be more primed for a fat loss phase. So this is when you go into a very moderate deficit. Um, I'm not going to give you percentage. I'm just going to give you a nice round number, but anywhere between uh, 250 to 300 calories. That's a good place to start to jump into a, a moderate deficit. Um, and your fat loss should be depending on your size. So th the large you are, the more fat that you're going to average a week. But a good average number for a good speed of rate of loss where it's fat loss and not fat and muscle is one pound a week is a good average. So now in the beginning, it might look a little quicker just due to less food 
volume, but after that it should really even out where you're averaging one pound a week in fat loss. And then stay there for eight to 10 weeks and then come out of it for another two at least. So reverse diet or go back to maintenance. So you don't even have to reverse, just go back to what your maintenance was for two weeks. And then if you still have weight to lose, then jump back into a diet. But you should always cycle in and out and never get stuck in a diet phase for too long. Otherwise, you're going to end up in the same position with a, an adapted metabolism and struggling with the mindset and to adhere to the calories that you need to in order to lose body fat. Yeah, it's very important to pay attention to your biofeedback and how you're reacting to the calories and um, really paying attention to, you know, like I said, how your body's responding. I, can't, I cannot keep my train of thought today. <laughs> um, but the quicker, I want you, I want to cover this because quicker is not better. A lot right, of people right. want to drop 10 pounds in two weeks, which is great. You'll That's fast. Everybody wants to see instant gratification right now and they want to lose that. But the, the point is, is most people that lose it that quickly, it never lasts. It's always going to come back on. So slow and steady. Trust the process that that one pound... In eight weeks, you're going to lose eight pounds, but that eight pounds is going to stay off. When if you lost two, 10 pounds in two weeks, guess what? It comes right back on in a couple months or less just because you can't sustain. And that's exactly where I was trying to go is the people that can do this and figure out this reverse diet process and actually get it down for their themselves because everybody's different. The, the people that can figure this out and find happy mediums and good, you know, good calorie ranges for themselves are the people that we see that find success. The people that can't do it are the people that lose 20 pounds and then gain back 25 and they start that yo-yo dieting process. There is, there is a learning curve to this and yes. it is trial and error. And sometimes you add 200 calories back when you're, you know, doing a reverse diet and you end up that, that gets to be too much. So maybe you need to dial it back down and 200 is just an even number that I pulled out right. of the air. It doesn't, you know, but if you jump up and you notice that you feel like you're putting on weight too quickly, then maybe you need to dial it back down. Right. But None of this happens overnight. So people, you don't need to be scared because you're going to see how your body changes, how your body feels and responds if you just take time and you pay attention. You can never not reverse anything that you're doing. It's just you're going to have to take chances. And if you're not willing or you're, if all this seems super confusing to you, this is when you hire a coach. The yep. co coaches have taken someone just like you through the same exact process, knows what you're going to struggle with mindset wise and can prepare you for the journey and be there to reassure you along the way why exactly you're going through this process because you want to sustain it. And they already know, know the numbers. They know where to start you at. And of course, there's always going to be trial and error. And sometimes the numbers don't work out in the beginning, but they've been there. They've done it. And Coaches like us are the ones that are willing to jump in and be able to help you with this because guarantee it, if you hire a coach, you're going to get there 10 times faster than you would attempting it on your own. Well, yeah, just even for, you know, even if the coach is giving you the same numbers that you're giving you, it's just human nature that when you have somebody else there, you, they, not only do they hold you accountable, but most people don't want to disappoint somebody. No, we're super easy to disappoint ourselves, but when it comes, we're human, like you said, when it comes to disappointing somebody else, it's like, oh, I don't want to put this down because they're going to see it. 
Right. So when the coach is watching you, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're helping you, then you do you you do what you can to please. Most people do. Right. And so not only is it I mean, that's why accountability partners work so well, because you don't want to disappoint another person. So even if your numbers are the same as the numbers they would give you, it's kind of an accountability thing. But it's also, you know, you want to make your coach proud because you paid them, you hired them and you don't want to let them down. Right. So there's kind of a psychology to that as well. Right. And coaches have coaches, too. Yeah. 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 Ask Julie. She's working with a coach right now in order to see her goals. Like she's not doing her own stuff because it's so much easier when somebody else is programming for you and giving you that feedback you need. Like you said, even if this is the direction you were going to go in anyways. Yeah. I mean, if I was running my own nutrition right now, I would have I would have already been like, man, it's cold outside. I really just want to order some pizza. But I know that my coach has certain numbers for me. And I know that I'm like, oh, Thanksgiving's in a couple weeks. I know he's going to adjust for that. So I'll just leave it. Yeah. You know, so it's very easy for me to break my own rules. But I know that Coach Brandon's watching me. Yep. Shout out to Coach Brandon <laughs> all the way over in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's he may be our person from Brazil. Oh, no, we, no, we, we looked at the map. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, but it's just easier for me. And even when it's Kaylee watching it for me, which is why usually coaches don't train their spouses now Kaylee's a different breed of human being and I coach her and she but she falls off though I went to look at her tracker I went to look at her tracker last week and there wasn't a number in there for me nope I totally took the week off (laughs) and I, I needed it mindset wise and I was like uh what's all this so but if Kaylee was coaching me I would probably do the same thing I'd be like f it I don't care I want pizza and we'd look at each other and we'd be like, well, we have meal prep. Yeah, but we don't feel like cooking right now. So you want to do pizza? Yeah, sure I do. But I have a coach and I don't want to disappoint my coach. And I'm seeing great progress. I'm down. Got almost, goals. Yeah. And I'm down almost 20 pounds. And I I lost a good chunk of weight before I actually went into a cut by doing a reverse diet because my yep. metabolism, I was eating 1800-ish calories for so long that my metabolism adapted. So I shot reverse dieted all the way up to almost 2200 calories and then I started cutting back down and I was losing I've been losing weight the whole time and I went from eating 1800 calories slowly worked up to 2200 and now I've slowly walked back down to 1500 and I am still losing weight and I've been I've been working on this process for months right yeah it it takes time like yeah. I said nothing happens overnight yeah and I reverse dieted for most of the time, I've been working with Brandon since I think March or April, mm-hmm. and most of the time I spent reverse dieting. Okay. I don't think I started an actual calorie deficit. It. I've only been in it for about 12 weeks. Yeah. And so the whole time that I was doing that, I was eating somewhere around anywhere between 18 and 2200 calories. Yep. And so, yeah, a lot of people might listen to this and go, well, you're eating 1500 calories. This is for a short time. She will not stay here I for will much not longer. stay here. And I'm still eating a ton of protein. I mean, I'm still eating 160 grams of protein a day. And I have a lot of, I had, I had been in a bulk for a long time before I started working with him. So I had gained extra fluff. I was extra fluffy. So when I did the reverse diet, it primed my metabolism and I was losing some of the fluff, but now I can step down to 1500 for a very short amount of time and lose that fluff because I have a lot of muscle mass, but I also have some fluff. Right. So just it's a process. I am a B A M F for a chick. 
that stands for big ass mother. Oh, I was like, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, but for my upper body and my chest are well developed for a female. And so I have a lot of muscle mass on me. So eating at 1500, as long as I keep my protein up, should be fine for a very short period. I shouldn't lose muscle. Right. Well, guys, hopefully that little tidbit into like our personal stories gave you an idea that, I mean, we run through this ourselves, like in and out of diets until you get to a place where you're happy and then you find your maintenance and you don't have to worry about severely restricting yourself and you can enjoy date nights and nights out with your friends or date nights with your husband or anything like this and not have to worry about, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain 10 pounds just because I decided to eat out once. So it's going to help everything if you learn how to take yourself through a reverse diet. Well, I mean, even thinking about that, you know, we gave him a glimpse into kind of my journey. Of course, I didn't break down all the macros and all that for them, but everyone's macros are different though. So it's not almost not good to give those macros out. So people don't try to follow them to a T. But like we said, I've been in a cut for about 12, 12 weeks now. And in that 12 weeks, I mean, 12 weeks is three months and we're sitting at the middle of November. So that would have put us at what the beginning of, or the middle of August. Mm Mm-hmm. And since then, we have had our wedding anniversary, we've had my birthday, we've had your birthday, we've had my dad's birthday, and all these things we celebrated. And I continued to lose weight and still celebrated those days. Right, yeah. She didn't restrict on those days. We went out to dinner, we had cake, we had ice cream, we've done it all. You know, And, and I have not lost progress by taking a day and saying, F it, I'm not tracking shit. Right. But she prepared for these. So she didn't just say F it all together. Like you set yourself up for winning by preparing the week before or the week after on how to or the include, week of. Right. How to include these days. And these this is all things you learn when you hire a coach is how to set yourself up for success and not have to be overwhelmed and think you need to just starve yourself after days like this because there's ways to prepare for it, which we could go into in a whole nother podcast. Right. But the point is, though, is you can be in a deficit, still have a day here and there that you need to celebrate with your family and actually be present. And it's not going to ruin progress. Right. So. Great. All right, guys. Well, that is it for reverse dieting. And if you need help going through this process, don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. Sign up. Okay. Anything else? Any announcements? No. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. All right. See you guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Phoenix Rising. For more information on how to take charge of your fitness goals, follow me on IG or Facebook, or you can head over to KayleeMontoyaFitness.com to apply for a free coaching call today. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, shoot me an email to KayleeMontoyaFitness at gmail.com. Don't forget to catch us on the next episode.